Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good episode. I'm looking forward to it. It's Spooner. I'm continuing. And I'm going to continue the second part of No Treason. I did one part, and then I did all of his natural law. But this is the second part of No Treason. And it's all in order. I'm just reading through it and then commenting on it. And it's really been a lot of fun. I just love Spooner. I hope other people start to read him as well. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I talk about things like this, like the consent and how fundamentally fraudulent the entire legal system is in our country. And I explain the way it's fundamentally not what people imagine. (laughs) It's just that simple. It's just what you've been taught about it. None of it's true. I'm also a self-certified master practitioner of the law. I gave myself that award almost 20 years ago. And I recently was awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award as well. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and start this show. It runs over because these shows, when I do Spooner, they're all going to run over, and that's fine. They run as long as I think makes sense to find a breaking point. So let's go ahead and get it going. So I thought I would continue with Spooner and No Treason today because it's been a little while since I did some Spooner, and I like Spooner. (laughs) So I'm going to continue on. If you haven't heard this in order, you probably better go back and listen to the first one because I'm just going to read along. I haven't decided if I'm going to read every piece of it because some of it really only involves treason, actual treason with regards to the Confederate soldiers and defending them. And I don't know how important that really is. I'll make make a decision about it later. I might read it slightly out of order. If I skip parts, I'll let you know, and I may go back there and just read those in so people can follow them if they care to. But the whole thing is so great, and I'm picking it up right where I left off. He was talking about God-given rights and what does it really mean and how do you become subject to the control of these other men? And he finishes with the statement that clearly all of this is the work of force or fraud or both. And that's what government is. It's force and fraud. And I say it all the time. And so I'm going to go ahead and start reading on from there. And anybody can uh, follow along. The book is free online. You can get PDF versions of it. And this is the second of the Spooner No Treason series. So let's start. By what right, then, did we become a nation? By what right do we continue to be a nation? And by what right do either the strongest or the most numerous party, now existing within the territorial limits called the United States, claim that there really is such a nation as the United States? Don't you think those are fair questions? I mean, is that not a reasonable thing to ask? Why is it that I'm subject to this so-called country? I don't understand. Just because there's more people here? How how does that make any sense? And, you know, all the arguments he went through earlier in the previous episode, they continue to apply. It doesn't make any sense. But we never, ever have any discussion of these things. See, these are the fundamental questions that need to be asked, not the bullshit red versus blue trying to get control of this monolith of a abuser called government. We need to ask, why do we have it? What are its limits? Where is its authority? How can it still be applied after the Civil War? It can't be voluntary. How can it do all these things and claim to be limited? None of it makes any sense. All right, let's go on. 
Certainly, they are bound to show the rightful existence of a nation before they can claim on that ground that they themselves have a right to control it, to seize for their purposes so much of every man's property within it as they may choose, and at their discretion to compel any man to risk his own life or take the lives of other men for the maintenance of their power. Again, perfectly fucking reasonable questions, right? What's going on here? I saw some bullshit the other day about women in the draft. Maybe they should be included. I did a whole paper on this ridiculous draft. The idea that the government has the authority to draft you into the army is asinine. The the so-called Supreme Court supporting it, it's utter horseshit. That is a power that can never be implied. The power to bring you into the military and force you to kill other people or be killed yourself at some daily rate that the government chooses for whatever term they care. (laughs) <laughs> to be subject to whatever military code they decide to give? It's idiotic. Nobody agreed to that. <laughs> but the federal government just claims it has the right. There's never any answers to any of these things. Where this comes from, where these authorities come from, they never, ever, this stuff is never discussed, that's all. And as you understand more Spooner, you see how phony and fake and what a distraction, uh, basically a sort of Frankfurt School right-left made up load of shit the so-called constitutional conservatives and media are because they never bring up real questions so let's go on to speak of either their numbers or their strength is not the purpose right the question is by what right does the nation exist and by what right are so many atrocities committed by its authority or for its preservation right it's not a matter that they can do it i hear this all the time well that's just the way it is they hear this all the time that kind of crap that's just the way it is. That's the way it's always been. It's like, okay, well, then don't tell me it's a free country built on consent. That's fine. And let's not stop now. Why is the holy government, why are we running around protecting it? If they're just a bunch of criminals who do whatever the hell they can possibly get away with, that's making my point, not yours about the freedom and the Constitution and the rights and all this other shit. It's just all upside down. The answer to this question must certainly be that at least such a nation exists by no right whatsoever. We are, therefore, driven to the acknowledgement that nations and governments, if they can rightfully exist at all, can exist only by consent. Yes, it has to have consent. It's why it's never discussed. It's why they act like voting is consent. Voting is not consent to jack shit. Believe me, it goes over it thoroughly, and we're going to discuss it. Same with taxation. Absurd to claim paying taxes is consent. Oh, they're voluntary and all this other shit. It's made up. It has to have consent. And there's no such thing as consent of the people. That's a made-up thing. There's only individuals. Each person must consent. You can't consent for me. I can't consent for you. You and I can't consent for people in the future. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. All right. So I'm in Section 1, Section 4, like Article 1, Section 4. The very first thing, Section 4, is what I'm now about to start. This thing is numbered very strangely. I can't figure it out. But if you want to kind of figure out where we are, that's where we are. The question then returns, what is implied in a government's resting on consent? Yes, it's an essential question. It's never discussed, ever. Manifestly, this one thing, to say nothing of the others, is necessarily implied in the idea of a government resting on consent. The separate individual consent of every man who is required to contribute either by taxation or personal service to the support of the government. All this or nothing is necessarily implied because one man's consent 
is just as necessary as any other man's. Right. See, everybody has to consent. This idea that there's a vote and that therefore we have to, well, you just skipped over consent. I didn't agree and consent to some jacked up, made up vote of a bunch of losers they bring in here and conduct it in a fucking joke of a fashion and provide me a ridiculous set of so-called selections. I don't agree to any of that. I don't agree to the outcome of that vote. I just don't agree to any part of it. It's not consent. It's, it has nothing to do with actual legal consent. It is a made-up thing they talk about all the time in order to just brush over it because they can't address it. See, they have to make it a central piece in order for everybody to run around and believe they're so free and there's all these rights. That's the consent of the people and all this other shit. We the people. We the people. Hear that all the time for these joker politicians. But you can't address actual consent. So you can't address it. Let's go on. If, for example, A claims that his consent is necessary to the establishment or maintenance of government, he thereby necessarily admits that B's and every other man's are equally necessary because B's and every other man's rights are just as good as his own. On the other hand, if he denies that B's or any other particular man's consent is necessary, he thereby necessarily admits that neither his own nor any other man's is necessary and that government need not be founded on consent at all. <laughs> as usual, you just can't argue with his logic. See, it's airtight. That's why he's ignored. He has to be ignored because he can't be addressed. It doesn't matter that you can argue about whether or not you could ever have an, a society with no government at all. Okay, it doesn't matter. That's another step. You have to first address the fact that what he says is true. What we do with it is another matter. Let's go on. There is, therefore, no alternative but to say either that the separate individual consent of every man who is required to aid in any way in supporting the government is necessary, or that the consent of no one is necessary. Unavoidable. Clearly, this individual consent is indispensable to the idea of treason. For if a man has never consented or agreed to support a government, he breaks no faith in refusing to support it. And if he makes war upon it, he does so as an open enemy, and not as a traitor, that is, a betrayer or a treacherous friend. Right. Now, again, this is all about the treason because of when he was writing and why he wrote it, but you can see how all this crap about how we're all supposedly bound to this and that and, oh, you're a traitor and you got to support it. Bullshit. I've got an obligation to myself, okay, my own rights. Government's not going to be there to protect my rights. It's there to trample my rights. This is what's so confusing to me about people who really truly believe that they are defending freedom and all this crap when they defend this piece of crap government. <laughs> the government is just a murdering liar. And yet they run around and pretend that somehow if they have so-called integrity, that therefore the cause they fight for has integrity. Well, Smedley Butler showed that's not true. He showed it. And at the end of the movie with Tom Cruise, when he's, oh, you can't handle the truth. And he turns to the sergeant who got convicted on the one and he tells him, uh, you don't have to wear a uniform to have honor. Exactly. You don't. I just go so sick of these people who run around and act like, well, what have you ever supported? You support them? You, you sign up? Hell no, I didn't sign up. <laughs> as soon as I had my brains about me, my God. Let's continue. All this or nothing was necessarily implied in the declaration made in 1776. 
If the necessity for consent then announced was a sound principle in favor of three millions of men, it was an equally sound one in favor of three men or of one man. If the principle was a sound one in behalf of men living on a separate continent, it was an equally sound one in behalf of men living on a separate farm or in a separate house. Yes, once you start looking at it, you understand that the anarchists actually have the logic on their side, that there is no way to say, well, we can just make it smaller and all kind of look past us. It still logically doesn't fit. Each man must consent. And people used to understand this and people used to discuss these things. But all that was swept away in the 19th century. All of it. There's nobody in public office who speaks about this. They're all bought and paid for by the international banking system that has its tentacles and everything. It's just bought and paid for everything. They're all corrupted. All the people who are on radio and TV, they're all liars. They are complete liars. They're utter fools. There's only one of the two. That's all. It's only one of the two. And all you have to do is kind of look at them and see what they support. They're all warmongers. Every one of them repeats the September 11th fantasy narrative all the time. They all repeat this Pearl Harbor crap. Pearl Harbor was not a surprise attack. The 80th anniversary just came. Same old shit from everybody about it. Oh, playing all this patriotic horse shit. I saw Levenny actually played all this crap, a speech from Patton about it. I was just like, my God, just ignoring the fact it wasn't a surprise event. People that defend this government, okay, they're not defending freedom and justice and liberty. Until you can answer these questions, you're not. You are an abuser. You are the tyrant. Not the people who want to resist it. You, the person who defends it. Let's continue. Moreover, it was only as separate individuals, each acting for himself and not as members of an organized government, that the three millions declared their consent to be necessary to their support of a government and at the same time declared their dissent to the support of the British crown. The governments then existing in the colonies had no constitutional power as governments to declare the separation between England and America. On the contrary, those governments as governments were organized under charters from and acknowledged allegiance to the British crown. Of course, the British king never made it one of the chartered or constitutional powers of those governments as governments to absolve the people from their allegiance to himself. Therefore, as colonial legislatures acted as revolutionaries, they acted only as so many individual revolutionaries and not as constitutional legislatures. And their representatives at Philadelphia, who first declared independence, were, in the eye of constitutional law of that day, simply a committee of revolutionists. And in no sense, constitutional authorities are the representatives of constitutional authorities. Think what an important point this is, see? Everybody who talks about it today, they want to tell me about the Declaration of Independence. There is no such thing as a right under our country for that. The people act like it's part of our founding documents. It's totally illegal to do or organize or discuss doing what's in the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> it's not okay with our governments. They're hypocrites. They want to pretend that they're in favor of, of individuals and throwing off a government and limited government and all this, the, the blood of tyrants, water of the tree of liberty and all this crap these, these constitutional conservatives throw around. None of it's real. It's all fake. See, it's all totally fake. All you can do is act as an individual. They don't have any kind of governmental authority. That only comes from consent. There is no consent. There is no authority. It's all made up. See, it's all made up. <laughs> it's so incredible to me that once you start opening your eyes to how fundamental the lie is, how deep 
the fantasy is about our country and what it stands for, once you see that, you can never, ever, ever be fooled again, ever, by any of their nonsense and all the nonsense you see in media. It's gone. It was also in the eye of the law, only as separate individuals, each acting for himself and exercising simply his natural rights as an individual that the people at large assented to and ratified the declaration. Right. Just because some guys wrote some shit down somewhere, so what? If you don't have individuals stepping forward voluntarily to back it up, you don't have jack shit. And there is no war. and There is no revolution. It wasn't because there was a document signed. It's because people believed and they acted on their own behalf. That's all. And I've told people over and over again, we didn't get the stupid Constitution after the Revolutionary War. We got the Articles of Confederation. Very, very loose confederation with the federal government was tied down. It could never, ever have grown into this insanity we have now. And that's why it had to go, because it worked. It kept the government small. That could never be allowed. And the people who push constitutional conservatism are just liars because anybody can look around and see. To Justice Spooner has said, the Constitution, it either supports everything that you see around you or it's been absolutely worthless to prevent it. Either way, it's a junk. It's junk. It just shouldn't survive because it keeps people in the dark. It makes people believe that there is some kind of prevention and limitation on the government that's not legitimate or real. None of it exists. Oh, you have to enforce it. There's no way to enforce it. They've made it illegal to enforce in any way except for within the system. So when the system's fully corrupted, you can't do anything. Oh, go vote. Well, the voting doesn't work when both sides are the same, and, and they just ignore everything. See, it doesn't work. The courts are, are corrupt. It's all corrupt. Let's continue. It was also only as so many individuals, each acting for himself and exercising simply his natural rights, that they revolutionized the constitutional character of their local governments so as to exclude the idea of allegiance to Great Britain, changing their forms only as and when their convenience dictated. Right. The people just decided, look, we're not going to be involved with Great Britain. We're going to try to do our own thing. And the Great Britain, of course, they came by and they, with all their brainwashed idiots and tried to impose it on us, declared war. That's what governments do. That's what the Civil War was. The whole revolution, therefore as a revolution, was declared and accomplished by the people acting separately as individuals and exercising each his natural rights and not by their governments in the exercise of their constitutional powers. Right. There's no escaping it. It was, therefore, as individuals and only as individuals, each acting for himself alone, that they declared that their consent, that is, their individual consent for each one, could consent only for himself was necessary to the creation or perpetuity of any government that they could rightfully be called on to support. Bingo. You have to be able to say yes or no. We don't get the no. All we get is a vote, which is two yeses. Both sides that you can vote for, doesn't matter how many parties you bring up, still require you operate within a system. We don't get a vote on the system. That's why, as I've suggested, secession has to be on the ballot every single time there's a statewide election. It is not, it's kookery. It is essential to the very fundamental basis of consent. See, consent must be able to be expressed. If you're going to have a vote at all, every single time there's a statewide election, you have to be able to be able to say, no, I don't consent to this. And if the people bow out, then they bow out and that's it. Government needs to know at any time it oversteps and people just leave. 
And even that doesn't provide for a way to to expect that the people who disagree with this stuff, if I vote for secession and I don't win, how am I still bound? Well, you're still bound. Why? How does that make any sense with consent? See, it doesn't. There is no consent to the government. I don't know how many ways I can say it. There is no consent to the government. The reason these ideas sound so radical to most people is because they're so unbelievably brainwashed from the time they're born until the time they die by every single thing in media. They have no idea what's going on. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal man? (laughs) Well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. The reason these ideas sound so radical to most people is because they're so unbelievably brainwashed from the time they're born until the time they die by every single thing in media, they have no idea what's going on. And the people who teach the so-called constitution in every kind of school and law school and online, they're just completely and totally skipping over all the stuff that matters, all of it. They just start with the idea that we have a constitution, it's the law of the land. Well, you've just skipped over all the stuff that actually matters. (laughs) All of it. All right, let's go on. In the same way, each declared for himself that his own will, pleasure, and discretion were the only authorities he had any occasion to consult in determining whether he would any longer support the government under which he had always lived. And if this action of each individual were valid and rightful, when he had so many other individuals to keep him company, it would have been, in the view of natural justice and right, equally valid and rightful if he had taken the same step alone. Right. It doesn't matter how many people we have. That's why this majority voting crap is just garbage. It's all garbage. It doesn't matter. I can't vote my rights away. I can't take your rights with my vote. makes no sense. Me and a bunch of friends can't vote to take your shit and then claim that it's consensual and and just and right and all this other shit. People lose their minds as soon as you add the term government. They're so unbelievably befuddled and confused by the teaching from the time they're infants their entire lives about what government is or could do. Well, we got to have government, got to have roads. They have all these ridiculous answers and sort of slogans they throw out there. Absolutely irrelevant to the points. They can't address the points. Where's the consent? Let's continue. He had the same natural right to take up arms alone to defend his own property against a single tax gatherer that he had to take up arms in company with three millions of others to defend the property of all against an army of tax gatherers. And that's all these military guys are, just like Butler told you everybody in his book, War is a Racket. Thus, the whole revolution turned upon, asserted, and in theory established the right of each and every man at his discretion to release himself from the support of the government under which he had lived. 
Right, and that's kind of this whole Declaration of Independence crap that people love to run around and act like it's a founding document, but it's been made illegal to do under the government they claim supports. It makes no sense. And this principle was asserted, not as a right peculiar to themselves or to that time, or as applicable only to the government then existing, but as a universal right of all men at all times under all circumstances. Yes, it's completely outrageous that our government, which purports to, to rest upon the founding documents of the Declaration of Independence, would dare to outlaw the discussion of violently overthrowing it. It's outrageous, but it does. It's, it's the most hypocritical load of shit. It proves what a complete con the government is. It just proves it. Let's continue. George III called our ancestors traitors for what they did at the time, but they were not traitors in fact, whatever he or his laws may have called them. They were not traitors in fact because they betrayed nobody and broke faith with nobody. They were his equals, owing him no allegiance, obedience, nor any other duty except such as they owed to mankind at large. Their political relations with him had been purely voluntary. They had never pledged their faith to him that they would continue these relations any longer than it should please them to do so, and therefore they broke no faith in parting with him. They simply exercised their natural right of saying to him and to the English people that they were under no obligation to continue their political connection with them and that for reasons of their own, they chose to dissolve it. Yes, and there's nothing about our so-called holy constitution that's any different. Why am I bound to it? Oh, the country. There's no such thing. It's a made-up thing. That's why the Civil War proves that the Constitution is a fraud. It's not based on the consent of the people. It's not a voluntary union. You can't bind me to this thing that I don't agree to be bound to. doesn't make any sense. The Civil War proves that our government is not what people claim. It's not what the government claims. It's not part of any type of freedom machine. Let's continue. What was true of our ancestors is true of revolutionists in general. The monarchs and governments from whom they chose to separate attempt to stigmatize them as traitors. But they're not traitors in fact, inasmuch as they betray and break faith with no one. Having pledged no faith, they break none. They're simply men who, for reasons of their own, whether good or bad, wise or unwise, is immaterial, choose to exercise their natural right of dissolving their connection with governments under which they have lived. In doing this, they no more commit the crime of treason, which necessarily implies treachery, deceit, breach of faith, than a man commits treason when he chooses to leave a church or any other voluntary association with which he has been connected. Exactly. Is it voluntary? Is this consensual? Or am I a prisoner inside of a fucking system that's just can take anything it wants from me? And the only defense I have is that I have to vote for one of two crooked people who are both going to take shit from me I don't agree to. You see that? There's no faith. There's no betrayal. I've never agreed to any of this. The government itself tells us all the time that we can't even know what our rights are until a government panel called the Supreme Court comes out and tells you whether you have a right. It's idiotic. There's nothing to agree to. It's an absolutely preposterous arrangement to try to pass off as freedom. That's all. It's a preposterous arrangement, and, and people just can't deal with that fact. They can't answer it. All they ever do is say, well, what's your suggestion? What should we do? Implying that we need to replace this gigantic monolith of tyranny with something else. We don't. It needs to be broken apart and massively decentralized and gone down to the point where you can get some consent from people. People will agree to things. They will. They don't have to have 100% of what they want. 
You can see it in every kind of human arrangement. When the bulk, the general bulk of whatever you're agreeing to is, is basically in your benefit, then you'll accept some of the stuff you don't want. That's natural human basis. And if you don't want to, you want to live on your own, then go live on your own. I'm just not in favor of the coercion, the force. And I really, really detest the idea that it's somehow this amazing heroic thing, like the people pretend it is to be in the military and the cops and all this crap, who are just the strong-armed gunmen collecting for these pieces of crap who run around and steal from us. Wow. Let's go on. This principle was a true one in 1776. It is a true one now. It is the only one on which any rightful government can rest. It is the one on which the Constitution itself professes to rest. If it does not really rest on that basis, it has no right to exist. And it is the duty of every man to raise his hand against it. Yes, that is exactly what the Declaration of Independence is about. That if the government sucks, you have a duty to get rid of it. (laughs) But you're not allowed to discuss that under the government that claims to exist upon the ideas in there. It is the most nonsensical load of crap I have ever seen. It blows my mind that people continue to believe and support this idea that our government is about consent, it's about freedom, it's about justice and liberty. Empty phrases if you don't have the consent of the people on the most basic stuff. And there is no consent. That's all there is to it. And all these discussions about how, well, you've implied consent this and, oh, tradition that. No, you've already waived it this. Bullshit. None of those things are true. They're not legal arguments that have any validity at all. List any constitutional conservative. Go try to find what consent the Constitution even means. Good luck. You won't find it. I've tried. I've done shows about it. It's not there. It's just skipped over that the Constitution is the law of the land. And then they start talking about what amazing freedom machine it is within that system. And that's it. That's all you get to do. And you can just see it over and over. And in fact, the essay goes over each one of the kind of arguments, the main arguments, taxation and voting and all this different miscellaneous crap that so-called proves that you consent and just completely shreds every one of them. And we'll get to those in other shows. All right, I got a couple more paragraphs I want to get to, and then we're going to end this segment. If the men of the revolution designed to incorporate in the Constitution the absurd ideas of allegiance and treason, which they had once repudiated, against which they had fought, and by which the world had been enslaved, they thereby established for themselves an indisputable claim to the disgust and detestation of all mankind. Exactly. Were they fucking hypocrites? Or did what they say mean what they said? And it's very obvious by making it illegal to discuss what's in the Declaration of Independence and doing it to the government that claims to be created as a result of it, that they were the worst kind of hypocrites. And the people who continue to run around and defend it are hypocrites of the highest order, just fools and hypocrites. And most of them are simply paid agents of the international bankers. That's all it is. In subsequent numbers, the author hopes to show that under the principle of individual consent, the little government that mankind need is not only practical, but natural and easy, and that the Constitution of the United States authorizes no government except one depending wholly on voluntary support. Yes, 100%. There's no possible way it has any other authority. It couldn't have ever even attempted to have created a government from anything but consent. That's what it claims. And so to 
ask that we have a discussion about what that consent means and how it's created and how it's given and how I can dissent and what the impact of any of those things is is not unreasonable. That's the height of what a real so-called patriot would do. The people who call themselves patriots now just profess an allegiance to a document they can't even explain or understand and have no conception of where the consent comes from. They just repeat slogans like brainwash fools. That's all they actually do. Just very 1984-ish. And the upside-down nature of the whole thing is just, that's all part of the world we live in. I've called it the 179 Club for a long time because the 179 Club is the fact that to the maximum extent possible, the people are taught 180 degrees off from the truth in everything. Every possible thing they can teach that way, they do teach that way. And the Constitution and the freedom and the consent and all this crap, it's exactly dead square in the middle of the 179 Club. Just like this ridiculous corona narrative. It's totally upside down. It makes no damn sense, right? But the people run around supporting it. And even the people who people imagine, oh, the red team that's on our side, they all support the vaccine. All they argue about is these little details about how, well, we shouldn't mandate that and we shouldn't mandate this. Okay, well, we shouldn't. As soon as you're arguing about policy, you've lost. The question is, what are the rights? What's the authority? Not the policy questions of whether we should do something. The very issue of whether something should be done immediately concedes the most important issue is whether they have any authority to do it, not whether they should do it. That's not the important question. You look at things like this, that they just voted again on the raise this so-called debt ceiling. And they're all just running around. Oh, well, we're not going to participate. But they didn't enforce any of the rules, which, of course, they also made up because they're all on the same team. They pretend to work against each other, but they aren't. They're working for each other against us. It's government against the people. And the people behind the scenes who operate and run governments and benefit from them, they promote both sides of this false narrative so people will believe that there's a legitimate debate going on out in public when there's not when there's not. And that's why Spooner has to be ignored, because the arguments he makes simply cannot be addressed. I've never in my entire life ever heard anybody who explains how Spooner's wrong. They disagree with Spooner to the extent that they say, we have to have government. We have to have government, blah, 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 all this crap. They argue about why we have to have it, but they can't address the fact that the foundation of it is a criminal tyranny unless it's consensual. That's all. They can't address that fact. It's just impossible because his arguments are simply, they're airtight. <laughs> That's all. They're just airtight. And I would love for someone to point out how Spooner gets things wrong. Where is it? Where's the error? There's no error. That's the problem. The problem is that there is no error and that once you understand his arguments, you can no longer support the government or believe anything they say because they're just habitual liars. They are nothing but criminals. They are highwaymen who rob us. And the people run around defending it and trying to get through people, just through their thick skulls about this, through the just the literally decades of brainwashing from every angle is so difficult. But it's the only possible chance we have. And of course, I understand that we have very little chance of getting through since a vast majority of people simply can't hear it. The truth is too radical for them because they live in such a world of lies. The truth is so incredibly radical, even though it's really simple and obvious. It's just so radical, and it blows up everything that they've ever imagined that they stand for and run around, and their sons in the military, they serve, their grandfather served, or some crap. They just can't adjust it. But just go read Smedley Butler's War is a Racket. That man was the most decorated general around. 
And he came to grips with the fact that he'd been lied to. And what he had done his whole life was support a tyranny. He was, a, he was basically just a, a hitman for these giant corporations which stand behind the governments and collect all this uh, benefit from them. That's it. And Spooner just lays it out. So that's a good stopping point. That's the end of that section. The next section I'll read on uh, next time. And I hope it was a good one. I, I, I love Spooner. I end up getting more and more fired up as I read Spooner just because... It's just so right. And, you know, it's 150 years ago, and he's so right. He's so right then. He's so right now. It's because it doesn't change. The principles he's talking about, they're permanent. Unlike the absurd red versus blue nonsense you hear when you turn on the media, these transitory arguments about nothing, they're just diddling around. If people talked about issues that matter, like I try to talk about on my show, this world will change. So I want to thank the people in Patreon who support my show, make it worth my time to make the show. I really do. I want to thank you guys. You guys have a lot of integrity. The rubber meets the road when it comes to monetary support of my show, and I do appreciate you guys. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Law Review. I may do a little bit more stuff outside of that and just some Instagram or some other crap. I don't know. I'm so lazy most of the time about that stuff and kind of an okay boomer as well. But... I like spending my time doing the show and interacting with the people and trying to, really, we have to reach one mind at a time. That's all we can do. Nothing else is going to work. And and if you're wasting huge amounts of time still listening to the guys on the radio and TV and believing in the voting and all this crap and all the bullshit they tell, I feel bad for you. You're wasting all that time. But you're you're screwing your kids and your grandkids by doing it. That's all. You just the, what we've been taught is lies. That's all. You got to come to grips with it. The sooner you come to grips with it, the better a situation will become. So, all right. Well, uh, I enjoyed this show. I hope you guys did too. I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up there. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time. For legal man. Great show. Thanks so much. I get to check your service on the way out. More quash. More quash.